you dumb, beautiful fucker. Who wants to be in America's slash fit with Abraham Lincoln? Louisiana Purchase, that's a name. You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass. Also, why was Michelangelo so stinky? Ew. So 223 of y'all get to hear the podcast. So I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my two cockamamie co-hosts. It's Jonathan. Wenzel. Yep. And today we're keeping it nice and easy, <laughs> uh, simple and clean. We're just having a little banner session today, talking about all the things that have been going on in AYCH land, the ups and downs and turnarounds, and just, you know, keeping nice and breezy. Yep. Easy, breezy, lemon squeezy. Easy Breezy Cover Girl? Is that a thing? Yes. Okay. I couldn't remember. Maybe it's Maybelline. Simple and clean is the way that you're making me feel tonight. Yep. Every to kiss begins oh, with K. Oh. J is for Jared. Um, orgasm noises for the Herbal Essences commercial. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what commercial? Do you remember the Herbal Essences like, shampoo commercials where the girl will be like, Oh, my hair is so frizzy and floppy. Let me take a shower real quick. And then, like, she'd be just rubbing the shampoo in her hair. She'd just be making these orgasmic noises as yeah, she's watching. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I do not remember yeah, this. Yeah, it was kind of like, uh. Like, like that. Like, she's screaming, yes! Yes! <laughs> and then, then like, right as she would nut, it cuts to her, like, in a courtroom. Her hair is just, like, all just glowing and bouncing. And everybody's just kind of like, hmm. You shouldn't be doing that. This is a trial case for a serial killer. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It's like counsel. I can't believe you literally left in the middle of this court to go wash your hair. And we heard you. They were those were very passionate noises. Yeah, and the victim. No, no, you didn't. No, and, you didn't. You did. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. How, how did you know it was me? Were you in there? Were you spying? You counsel, sexual harassment. Counsel, you left your mic on. And we have camera footage that captures all of the audio. That's creepy. They record if this is a if this is a I'm not going into court proceedings about this. Like it's a it's a court. There's a serial killer on trial. What There's, is this 1984? You fucking surveilling me? There's like in government stooges. No, they put fuck y'all. They put cameras. Anarchy. They put, anarchy. They, anarchy. They need to know what happens in courtrooms. Uh, Your Honor, I like to move for a mistrial. <sighs> fuck it. Scrap it. You know what? You know what, Mister uh, Slaughterface, you're free to go. <laughs> What's the show going to be about? God damn it! Yeah, that was something everybody has seen now. Is uh, I think you should leave season two. Yep. Oh uh, God. Yeah. We um, the embargo has finally been lifted. John and I have finally sat down and watched. I think you should leave, and now Colton Winslow can finally get off our backs. Yeah. We. Uh, I don't know. We're still going to be on your backs about it. Oh, damn it. If, if you don't, if you don't like it, then we're going to be on your back scraping. With our talons, because we don't cut our nails. Yeah, it's pretty gross. You know how much doo is underneath those nails? A lot. I mean, what, how do you get the crap out of your butthole without your nails? <clears throat> you know what? If only there was some sort of paper light substance to sort of help you out. Impossible. Yeah. As that far as I know, that's never been invented. That, that doesn't make sense. How is that? What What's paper? So, do 
do these fuckers ever just come out of the walls and just like have it like a huge cum shot or a dingleberry (laughs) yeah um so this thursday cody uh flew up here because he has to do some shit and go back to miami with his stuff quote unquote and um he needs help moving it so but thursday was like the free day where we you know everybody got together for the first time and like since christmas I believe so. Yeah, because of C- Cody moved shortly at, at, after that. Yeah, I think it was around February. Yeah, so you know it's been a a while, and uh, we were like, let's watch. I think you should leave and TikTok compilations. <laughs> so that's what we did, and and then talk about redneck Alabama drama. A for lot like, of, for yeah. like five hours. I, I love how Cody is like. 200 miles away plus from his old stomping ground, but still knows the minute detail of all the messy redneck drama on Facebook. Like, like the way he talks about it is like our grandmothers talking about their soaps. Like, I need to watch my stories, but it, he's just like, I need to watch this fucking meth head drama. He's basically, he's gossip girl, <laughs> but for, uh, for the South, pretty much, uh, but just for this one specific town in the middle of bumfuck Alabama. I mean, yeah, like it was so funny because like there was just a there was just some, I guess an hour or so of of just him just doing some gossip girl shit, talking about all this people I've never heard of. Uh, I've never heard of because like apparently there are just people that Jonathan, Cody, and Tanner went to school with. So it's like you wouldn't believe that Catherine Marshlow fuck somebody's dad uh lit a match and then blew up their grandma's house is that sort of shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. None, none of that is real though what he just said but it's just some wild stuff though yeah like a lot of uh a lot of incest stuff or pseudo incest stuff <laughs> like just weird lines like oh these two people they were dating and then their parents got married so like but they still continue to date and they're like technically step siblings so what is the morality of this if they already kind of had a, a thing going before that help me step bro i'm in the washer <laughs> <laughs> of course of course we had to get that in there um it's the prerequisite yeah uh help me out step bro it's like really in front of my salad <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> obviously you don't know gay porn memes i do not know gay porn <laughs> memes <laughs> like that is I don't know if that's ever just crossed anything. I don't know my gardenias, but I know a bitch when I see one. <laughs> okay. Uh, this like all this was flying a million <laughs> miles per hour over Wenzel's yeah. head. I mean, I don't know. Why can't I? Just, well, like, yeah. Okay, Wenzel, tell us some straight porn memes. Let's hear them. I. I well, I mean, we just did the step, bro. I'm in the. I'm in the dryer. Help me out. I. I, 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 I can't... I don't know. Um, well, Wenzel, way to show your ass. Not a real porn fan. I mean, I'm sorry. I just... I, that's not something that ever just crosses my mind or like, I don't know. Do you have any of these fuckers pop out of the fucking roof and say horse cock or donkey dick? <laughs> that, that, that was a good bit. That was a really good bit. That was so funny. We're, we're obviously referencing season two of I think you should leave. Well, I'm gonna. What were your guys like top top three bits? Uh, my favorite bit. Uh, 
is well, it was one from the last episode. It's like big wave when he flips the table. Fuck yeah, big wave. Uh, God, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. For anybody who can't see this, John is pretending to reach over and grab a burger off of a plate. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, uh, fully expect at some point in the next two to three months, one of us will completely eat the dinner of someone else across from us <laughs> as a bit. It was so funny because we, when this season came out, it was, um, we wanted to like watch, get together to watch this for my birthday before going to see Black Widow, but that just, you know, time and like, we were just like, ah, I don't know if that's possible. So, me and Colt, and but even Tanner, Tanner watched it on his own, but me and Colt got together, watched it, and then when we ate at, uh, dinner we were just doing fucking i think you should leave bits all night but the best one everybody just wanted to do because we were eating was i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking like pretending to eat somebody's food and at some point we were like man what if we just did that though what if we just ate somebody's food and just said man i can't believe i housed your sushi (laughs) like i can't believe i housed your burger man like man you remember that time i just housed his burger (laughs) (laughs) please don't tell anybody and um, and at some point though, whenever we were leaving, I almost almost tempted almost every time somebody opened a door to be like, hold that door, like, and but like I I I don't want to embarrass myself because nobody else gets it. So um, yeah. See, see what we're gonna do for an episode. We're also gonna cover Wenzel in about like fifty pounds of makeup and prosthetic, and then push him into a mall. <laughs> And watch him just come apart. In that, the middle. Th- that was so fucking funny. Like because you know uh, that like that's like a parody. I assume of like you know a lot of those reality show prank shit or like you know YouTube kind of era. I mean, it still happens. But um, I, the only thing I can think of is like whoever does the grandpa stuff from Jackass, uh, Steve-O or Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville does Johnny Vill- Okay, Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> I always they look the same to me. Johnny Knoxville does the grandpa stuff, and this is kind of like Tim Robinson was doing a parody of that, where he puts on a a very obvious suit and is like, "Can you imagine this guy coming up to you <laughs> like Carl Havoc? He's gonna cause some mayhem." And then as soon as he goes into the fucking mall with his suit on, he just starts breathing heavily into the mic, and like the guy is I trying, out. <laughs> like the guy is trying to tell him what to do, and he's like. It's, it's fucking hot in here. <laughs> like, I can't breathe. It's like, I can hear you breathing. You're breathing through the mic. I can't breathe! And it's just so... And then it just ends with him like, I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> and the guy's like, you don't want to be around anymore? I don't want to be around anymore. Like, you don't want to exist? You don't want to be alive because you, because you put the suit on? And he's like, yeah. <sighs> All right. Screw it. We're scrapping it. What the show's going to be about? Takes off. God damn it. Takes off the fucking headset. It's so good. And honestly, Bo, like the low key, another low key favorite part of that bit is when the guy is telling him, go flip that table. And he's like, why do you want me to flip the table? It's like, it was your idea. You thought it'd be funny. I thought it would be interesting. Like, (laughs) they're just having production disputes while this guy is like suffocating in like a rubber. He was breathing through the mic. He's not, he he could totally breathe. Got it. It's, it's I will say that I, I did think it was funny how there's like these the season two has like a, a lot more like longer setups yeah and like more callbacks like there's a lot of callbacks to earlier bits 
earlier in, in the season. Yeah, that that was something that was different about this season. You know, each episode there was like six. Each episode sixteen minutes. But like the thing is, is like like you said, there were just long bits, and there was like there might be th- on average three or four per episode. And you know, last season there were there were there were great bits, but they were shorter, and there were several for each episode. But yeah, it was. It seems like they were really just, uh, I guess, quality over quantity. But to be fair, the quality of the quantity of the last season was really fucking good. So I will still never get over. I think it's even in the first episode of the show with the, the women sitting at like brunch. Yeah, sitting here hogging up pig dicks with these fat fucks, and I'm the fattest one in <laughs> them all. <laughs> like, no one will mourn me when I die. <laughs> Why are you bullying me? <laughs> it's like it's so it's so fucking good. Uh, uh, one of my favorites from season two. <laughs> Did you give? Did you give? Did you give? Did the you? calico it was, pants? It was, it that, was, that was probably the longest one. It was so long, but it was so fucking worth it because, like, it just, it went in the direction that, like, I, I, I just couldn't have expected, and I'm so glad. CalicoCutPants.com. You know, it was so funny because as soon as it popped up, Colt looked it up, and he was like, it doesn't exist, which is sad, probably because I ran out of money. Yeah. Someone didn't give. <laughs> I didn't give it was <laughs> it's so it's so fucking good and there was one bit in there that like you know I kept saying it was like it's a deep bit it's a deep bit but like it, it's not that deep but it's like interesting is the one where the um the girls have the uh Tammy Crapper Tammy Craps doll yeah and they kept talking about McAdoo cigars like it was like you know it's kind of like what is this but like I remember it's like this thing with toys that like you know they'll have like certain toys that like you have to be a certain weight limit yeah or you have to reach a certain weight and that's when you can play with it and it's like you know like like why is that is because they use these very low-grade poisonous you know substances in the material but like you know if you're at least this weight you can fucking handle it like your body just <laughs> that's kind of fucked yeah because like everything was made with like asbestos and lead and like paint thinner back in the 50s and 60s so oh like, yeah and that's why they're all these boomers are just fucking unhinged now no the thing is though i remember it was like um middling 2000s i remember for my birthday we went to go buy some toys and i bought them but literally as soon as we got up there they were like oh sorry you, you know you can't we you can't buy these and they took them and it's like they've been recalled because the paint they used on them is like you know poisonous. I remember the, uh, there was a scare with like some Thomas the Tank Engine, really toys, and this wasn't all that long. Like maybe ten years ago too. Um, there was one I re- remember like of like dangerous co- toy recalls. Like I was definitely older, but this is like a story that came out. Do you do you remember like the connects? They're like these little, yeah. little plastic toys, but each. Uh, and there's kind of like a building building toy, but it, it ends had these little magnets on them. But apparently, with some of the, some of the connects, like the magnets could be taken out, and children were swallowing them. And, and apparently, oh, some yeah. little kid like swallowed the magnets while they were stuck together, and it closed off their like um, like stomach. So whenever they eat, it wouldn't go in, and they died. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, but I want you to. Can you guys guess what the toys were? Though that I that I almost bought that were recalled. The poisonous paint on it. Yeah. Can you guess the toys? Um. We're we're gonna tra- transformers. We're gonna say from uh 
two that we're I'm gonna because I can't remember exactly two thousand seven to two thousand eleven. We're gonna say that's the time frame. Uh, poisonous paint. Um, you said Transformers. Was it a Godzilla toy? Final answers. Final answers. Sure. It was Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I remember I was getting Captain Rex, a regular, a few regular clone troopers, and couldn't get them. And Commander Cody, I couldn't get them. Was it just oh, like, man, the, like the six inch, five inch figures? Yep. Damn. Yeah. No, it was really bizarre. I, you no, know, I'd be willing to bet there's a collector's market. It's like, hey, we still got these toxic toys sealed in box. Probably. It's so weird now because I I do have those you know those clones now, but like I remember. I do remember though, looking at them through the box, the paint jobs were really fucking bad. And, that, that, and that's the one thing. Even as a kid, like I would get like these. I, I love like tiny toys, like little tiny miniature toys. Back when I was uh, buying toys as a kid, and I always thought like, man, there's like some really obvious stuff they didn't paint over. Yeah, and I was like, damn. But you know, I, I didn't I love this bother me that that much. But still, like when you have like these mass production toys like they're obviously not going to be like super high grade quality well, that, well that's the fit. thing though is that like because i i remember the paint jobs being bad but then the captain rex commander cody and the clones that i got later their paint jobs were perfect so like i it was obvious that like whoever made this was like slapped them on and it was just like it makes sense why like you know this was just a bad job and why they needed to be recalled um yeah and it was such a weird uh weird little moment uh, I, I remember that day so perfectly because I was in Walmart. It was like cloudy, raining. I did end up getting like Bionicle though, so it's all good. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to it. It was like it was like a like a bit that was like you know you have to be like sixty pounds to use cram- Tammy craps and you know eat you know it's like <laughs> eat the poison is like equal to five McAdoo cigars. But it was also an advertisement for McAdoo cigars. Like the little girl literally like runs a cigar under her nose. So it's like there's a lot going on there, and then like you know the little girl in there, she's like she's not the way that she needs to be so she puts rocks in her pocket so she can get the fucking toy and then she takes him out and then you know horror music starts playing because it's like oh no this girl's gonna die but she's getting introduced to a poison i don't know there's like it's not that deep but there's a lot going on it's weird and, and there's a lot a lot of the bits that they just have that just happens and they don't really linger on it too much yeah which I think is, you know. I definitely would encourage like a repeated viewing because like oh like because the jokes are like not just like a surface level funny. It's like oh there's a little there's actually a little bit in there for you if you're looking. Yeah, and I and I fully expect a three hour YouTube video explaining every detail of the second season. It's like uh, things you missed in yeah. season two. I think you should leave. <laughs> you know, Big I'm, red circle of his face. <laughs> <laughs> that picture of him in the in the courtroom with it with the fedora and the flap in the back. Fuck, I God, that one that was, was so, so fucking, good. That that's so fucking. That has to be my second frame. It's so fucking funny <laughs> because uh, anytime like there's something that like confuses us in the chat now, we use that fucking image of Tim Robinson wearing a fucking fedora with safari flaps in the courtroom, looking confused. I'm Sad. the only one who could pull this off. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's so because it's like okay, it's like a court case where there's people on trial from this company for insider trading. Oh my god, shut the fuck! There's a cricket in here. Shut up! You're not part of this. It's a, it was a fat one too. I saw it earlier. Yeah. Does it pay rent? We're loud as it is, he damn well better. He better. Um, damn, that's loud. Yeah, that's really loud. Jesus. Hey. Hey. 
whatever. Well, anyway, hey, bitch. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, please excuse the bugs in our audio. <laughs> um, insider trading, and they're like reviewing like the text, you know, as evidence. And the woman reads it out, and it's like, you know, she's like reading out the text, like, oh yeah, you know, we got to remove, we got to get our shares out, blah blah blah. But then she continues on saying, "Did you see what the Dave, the hat Dave was wearing? It's so fucking stupid. He looks so fucking bad. It's a, it's just fedora with safari flaps, and Dave looks so. Well, Tim Robinson looks so fucking sad." it's so funny uh, <laughs> and then and then there was another t- text uh conversation that was like i he, he walked by me during lunch and it looked like he had a couple of die in his pocket that he's too sad or he's too scared to bring out and then the fucker brings it out during the court case and puts him on the floor and keeps kicking him to the guy next to him and the guy's just like kicks him back and it's like and he, and he says dude leave him the fuck alone but it's like why are you? Why are you kicking the die back? It's not a big one. <laughs> or uh, one of my favorites was the uh, these shirts have like crazy fucking patterns. <laughs> like th- they were made for me. It's from the store Dan Flashes. Shut the fuck up, man! <laughs> like shut the fuck up, Craig. <laughs> and he's like, "You shut the fuck up! I'm gonna fucking kill you, this old ass man." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so good and like and, and then when they call back to it later and it, it just shows the inside of the store and it's just these feral white guys just like <gasps> like like and one, over all these like crazy it's like these garishly like patterned shirts and just like screaming and hollering they're trying like looking for the right they're, like one. ripping each other apart there's one guy that's tracing all the designs and at some point they all start hearing like this sound and they all like it looks like their heads are about to explode. It's so fucking good. But, like, to be fair, I'm like, you know, I get it. Those shirts are nice. With those designs. I'd wear them. <laughs> it was funny, though, because he's like, this is a $150 shirt. It's bargain bin. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not bargain bin, but, I mean, you know, whatever. But, yeah, no, so great time. Everybody had a great time, right? Oh, yep. yeah. It's just like out. old times. Uh, Cody's only been in Florida for... Uh, six months and he's lost all ability to to emphasize with human beings because he, as soon as he gets in he's just ripping out the ugliest dirtiest dankest farts and just like you fucking monster yep yep and they're so loud <laughs> and the, and like it's like, I guess to compare the sound the volume like imagine like someone slapping their bare feet on like hardwood floors that, wow that's exactly what it sounds like yeah <laughs> and, it, and it's so it's so funny too because like sometimes you can't hear it and he'll do it and it but like you know he did it because it fucking smells and I can smell it too and he'll be like how you know it's me what what do you mean <laughs> who's the only one who farts it, who who's, who's who else is craving enough to go to someone's house for like their first time and just rip like death ass like what a great bit earlier where we 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 bought tendies as per usual for our um, watching. Together. And then he, then something happened. He's like, "Fuck you, Tanner!" And then like just rips a huge fart. <laughs> yeah. And turns around and Tanner's fiance Riley standing right behind. Him. And he's like, "Oh no, I did it in front of Riley." And it's like, "Okay, <laughs> it's not the first time you've done it in front of a woman." Uh, like, oh, suddenly he's <laughs> he's chivalrous. And like, it's it's so, <laughs> it, and it's so funny. Too. Like everybody farts here, but like the thing is, is he did it in the corner that I was in. I could smell it in that corner. Like who else would it be? <laughs> like and it, then at, and then since then because everybody talked about how bad it fucking stunk. He started like when he when you knew when he had to go fucking far is when he would go in the bathroom, have the door closed a little bit, 
and then come out. Like he's in the bathroom for a second when the door closes. It's like, what were you like? Did you fart in there? It's like, no. Why would you think I fart? It's like literally, it's the Tim Robbins bit where he's just it's like the guy in a hot dog. We're all trying to find the guy who did this. this. Yeah, who did this? Cringe. Like, <laughs> it, was, it, it was funny because when I first saw him do it, I'm like, I think I saw what you did. And he's like, what did I do? You did you go in the bathroom to fart? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, uh, what? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was so good. It was a fun time. Uh, Socks, you know, being a little piece of shit that he is. Just rip roaring around. Attacking. But cute as fuck. Oh yep. my God, that cute it, it's, it's the cutest adorable. little ball of knives. I love Socks to death. Yeah. I would I would kill anyone in any room for one more minute with Socks. Yeah, like... But to be fair, it's like every time I see Socks, I'm just like... I would, I like, I just want to Omni-Man his head. Uh, like what do you you know? Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of a spoiler. Talk, talk, talk about when uh, fucking uh, cuteness aggression goes. Too yeah, far. no, it's like every time I like get socks and I'm holding him because I can just hold him with one hand. I hold him up and like ah, like I could I like and it's so funny because he looks at me. And he's like he just looks like a, a fucking kitten. Like oh what? Like I can't do anything. Uh, another great bit is um, later on in the night. We were just kind of chilling out, looking for the next thing to do, and then all of a sudden, Colt and I see this huge ass roach come down their like kitchen window. Everybody freaks out, and then Tanner really, literally calls Riley from upstairs to, to come, come smash the roach. To come smash it, and then she's freaking out. It was so funny because everybody was freaking out, but everybody got on the ca- got off the couch when that happened. I went on the couch and I went to sleep. <laughs> like Wendell's just under a blanket and just like night night. Yeah, because it was so comfortable. I love their couch. It was so good. Their couch is nice. Their beds. Uh, I don't know if you've... Has Tanner had you lay on his bed? No. No. So fucking soft. So nice. Hell yeah. And his guest bed is just as soft, too. So good. Yeah, that night that Wenzel stayed the night with them, he actually slept between Tanner and Riley. Yep. Yep. No, it was so funny because when we first got there... Um, they they got out of the room and it, and it was like they you know Riley was doing something and she had the light on and I literally just got in their bed and I was like hey Colt can you turn the light off when you get out and he's like turns the light off but then he throws fucking socks at me <laughs> <laughs> like and then he runs away <laughs> it was like it was good it was fun yeah oh yeah good bit <sighs> what you, uh, what uh, everybody's been up to for the past week? Huh? Anything good? Anything interesting for this banter? Banter? I mean, I, well, I gotta sit here and perform my own house. Yep. Ah, fuck you. God, yeah. I mean, I've just been working. Yeah. I about had a Joker moment yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you got to tell us about this particular Joker moment. Oh, oh I forgot. Oh, I, 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 I almost t- had I a Joker Liz moment and- this week too. <laughs> tell yours first. I told Liz and Can, but I didn't tell you. So like. This week, our our uh, computer system has been down for maintenance, so we can't we couldn't really do anything. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna sit here on my phone and like watch YouTube and TikTok." But my boss is just sitting there seething because she's just like, "We need something to do. <laughs> if we don't, I'm going to die." <laughs> and uh, she uh, th- and this was yesterday, so it was Friday. Things are going to come back on Monday, but I'm just like, I'm not doing anything today. She's like, "Call this person. I know you called them last week, but just call them and let them know what's going on with their account." Okay, cool, whatever. I call this woman, and, and I, 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 I was, I was in a good mood. I was in a good mood, so you know, I was trying to be as nice as possible to her. And this woman just started cussing me out. 
was just like, fuck you. <laughs> and, and, right. and then, and then I, I hung up. And, and I don't know what it was. I guess I was. it was just like the final straw. But I was just like, I, I no, I don't like this. I hate this. I hate my life. <laughs> God. Uh, that'd be funny, too. If it, well, it wouldn't be funny, but it'd, it'd be... In a cosmic kind of sense, it'd be funny. Is if your boss was like, just call this person, and it was just to be like, they're just like, fuck you, and then <laughs> like, hey, uh, boss, I called this person, and they just said fuck you. It's like, thank you, good job. <laughs> like, like okay, God. And then my boss is the, uh, like, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just tired of all of this. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's really unfair how much bullshit John puts up with their job. It's just like. What if your job was to call the elderly and they are just, and by and large, just evil motherfuckers? Rotten pieces of shit. Oh, 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 yeah. Like, I am almost to the point where I believe old people don't deserve rights because (laughs) they are the meanest little shits I have ever had to deal with. Like, even, like, working, like, customer service and, like, retail jobs and stuff like that, like... I have never dealt with so many just brazenly awful people. Ooh, AR, the AARP won't like that. I guess, I guess they're just... I guess. Well, well, the AARP are not the ones who have the fucking clan sicked on them. Did you, did you know about that story? Mm-hmm. That uh, the one time... Uh, John, I don't know. One of their uh, uh, subscribers... Was just like blah blah blah, pay your bill, and then the, the guy was like, "Well, I'm not gonna do this, and if you don't correct this, I'm gonna send the clan after you." What the fuck? That's fucked. All right. Yeah, yeah. I had a panic attack that day. Needless to say, because it was like, "Wow, we just got threatened by a terrorist organization." So, and plus, like, I guess because you're on these <coughs> these people on the phone, they're just like, "Oh, I have this disconnect between another human being, so I'm just gonna be the." most acerbic son of a bitch. Yeah, and, and like the thing is, is like I, I don't want to get too much into detail about my job for probably even legal reasons. <coughs> but like even like when I was dealing with them like face to face, like they they were definitely a lot more chill because like I think it's like when you see like, you know, like another person across from you, you you're just like, hey, I don't want to be mean to this person. But, like, yeah, I, I mostly deal with people over the phone, and they just do not give a fuck. Damn. I mean, I, they I, will I, call you anything but a child of God. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, they, they don't see a face. They're not, you know. They're they, not a person. They're not a person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or they'll ask me a thousand questions like, bitch, I don't know. They don't pay me enough to know this shit. But didn't, uh, didn't you tell me you also had, like, a, a very uh, gratifying moment we got to pull, I am the manager card? Oh, yeah. I got manager privileges because my fucking, uh, my boss is, like, overwhelmed with shit. So, she's basically giving me the power on the phone. Like, if someone's like, I need to speak to the manager, I can be like, I am the manager. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking good. Just a power trip is instant. Yeah, no, I bet that's like a. <laughs> and, and when I drop that on someone, like it, you, you will, you hurt. I heard their fucking world crumble. Just like, uh, 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 like, 
It's like uh, like a DBZ villain that's caught in the fucking like Kamehameha's are slowly fading. <laughs> <laughs> it's de- I, I bet it's definitely like a different kind of experience, especially gratifying. It, uh, it, it reminds me of um, uh, if you've seen the Yu-Gi-Oh meme of like Kaiba's like, I would like to speak to your manager. Yuki turns the card around. I am in the manager. manager. Uh, what the fuck? That's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah, good. that's basically what it's like. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Because the most annoying thing, and anyone who's worked like customer service, retail, they'll have a similar story where you'll deal with a customer, and this customer is just a piece of shit, like a piece of fucking shit, and and then they'll be like, oh, I want to speak to the manager. You're like, all right. You get the manager, and then they're just as nice as could be to the manager. And then your manager turns around and is like, What's wrong? They were just, they were super nice. I'm like, y'all didn't have to deal with them 20 minutes ago. <laughs> when they put on like their best behavior. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, I remember there was a, one particular instance with a, with an ornery old customer. Uh, they were fairly regular at the time and they wanted their, their order in a certain way. And, you know, th- and they're like real fucking familiar. Like, oh, I come here all the time. I can just walk behind the counter and do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> what the fuck? No, no, no. no way. No. And it's like, I was like, it's, and when they were like get, telling me what they wanted and everything, and it's like, you know, then one day, they, they, the in summation, they said, now listen here, young man, I don't suffer fools. And I was like, you're going to suffer me, old man. What the fuck? Kick his ass. I was like, and I made his, I, made, I, I got him what he needed, and I just, we fucking locked eyes for a second, and every and every time after that, you know, he he, caught, he gave me the ugliest fucking look. Every every time after he came in there, it's like feelings mutual. You recalcitrant rocking chair, old ass bitch. Well, is was that your Joker moment, or did you? No, know? oh yeah, he had a separate Joker. That's moment. a separate Joker. That was okay. from like months ago, probably <laughs> even like a couple years ago. No, my Joker moment uh, came earlier in the week because at my job we. <laughs> We're moving. We're, we're transplanting from one building to another, and but because we was like, oh, we need to get as much work done before we close. It's like because the first three days we're operating business as normal while also trying to move stuff out of the building. So that that to Wednesday, I had to do like do my job, but also moving shit. And then I had to go take something last minute to like one of our bigger clients. And that was a fucking rigmarole because I get down there to the place, this big client. First of all, I was not given the contact number for the person I got to go meet. So I have to like rat my brain where this person would typically be, scrounge around, finally find them, tell them what I'm looking for to pick up. And they send me down there. Oh, here it is. Now let me call someone else who has the other half of this thing you're picking up that's not in the building and tell them about it. So... I go up to find it, or no, <clears throat> I go, I go get the first two things. They, they say, wait here, I'll let you know. And I wait like 20 minutes and like, this dude's not coming back and neither this other dude's not coming here. So I go find them again. It's like, oh, uh, let me call him again. He's actually, so he's in another plant, crossed away. So I, so when, but when I go to leave and take the stuff I already have, I get stopped at the guard gate. Sorry, you can't take that out without pro- proper documentation. So I got to go back up there and get the guy to call the guard chat to let me out. So then I go to the second plant to pick up the second half of it. And just like, oh, uh, yeah, they'll meet you there. I'll wait another 20 minutes. No one shows up. So I got to go call them again and say, uh, yeah, uh, actually, apparently they called me and said 
they were going to meet you at the first plant. So I have to walk all the way back to my car, go back to the first plant, and then pick up the second half because they elected of their own volition to go to the first plant by themselves and not tell me. And all the while, I'm looking around all this shit in like 102 degree weather with 90% humidity. That is a <laughs> Joker moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have gone straight Joker, not get. Uh, I'm just like I'm just smearing gone the paint full on. Fucking postal. You know, like, da, da 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 da. Hey, and then it all it's all over. But strangely enough, the actual moving process was much much better and much more calm than I was expecting it to be. Because goddamn, well, there's some short sighted bullshit happening literally up to the second we are taking the big shit out. God. You know, I mean, I don't know, like, I, you know, I've never had a job, so I don't know. <laughs> like, because, like, that just seems like such the biggest fucking bullshit ever. Like, I don't know why they could not possibly just, like, close for just, like, I don't know, however long you need, like, a week or whatever to move stuff. And then when, like, you have everything moved and settled, like, all right, we're open for business. Like, I hope you, no, like, all please all of our clients didn't leave us after a week like yeah damn but now but now that I'm in a new building I have a I have a nice big office for for my department so it's actually not not so bad yeah you're still a wage slave I am but you know but, but you're comfortable with I'm comfortable slave. I even have a, a phone on my desk now oh Whoa, holy right. shit Be like right. hello better business bureau <laughs> Damn, big baller Pat with the big balls. Yeah, I got a nice big, uh, big new seat for my big business balls. Yeah, big fat testicle sacks, comfortable. Yep. Ne- next week we just, oh, we just drive by and Pat's just uh, picketing. It's like we must unionize. And then Pat has like really big balls, and it's like, oh shit, Pat. Uh, oh yeah, like just. Fucking, it's, it's, like, they're, it's, they're dragging the ground. It's, it's that one picture of, of out of context Spider Man with like look at his massive balls. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like oh, damn, Pat. We didn't know it was this bad. <laughs> we want sacks. We want stacks. Um, whatever, whatever they say when they pick it. Y- y- yeah, I, I don't know. God damn that cricket's still going. I. It's like only when we. It's like somebody who's you know like when you're about to talk, they start talking. <laughs> like it's, it's just, just like uh, yeah and it's just like you're waiting and it's like it just doesn't nothing happens mm. um damn sorry guys yeah yeah we almost had like you almost had a couple of jokers on the show uh well people almost got what they fucking deserve <laughs> jesus, jesus christ um well, yesterday was a fun day for me. Yeah, uh, I heard you and you and Tan were just man about town having a great ass time. Yeah, me and Tan, we. Well, had the rest of us were struggling. But continue. Me and Tan were. Uh, me and Tanner, uh, we planned like because everybody wants to see Green Knight, and like we had like kind of like a, a debacle where like, oh, what do we, you know, do we want to watch the Green Knight when Cody comes, or do we just want to wait? It's like, do we have time to do that? And it's like, well, we didn't have time, but you know. So we were like, we'll do it the Friday, the day it comes out. And we were like, well, let's do a double feature. And then it was like, well, let's do a triple feature. <laughs> and uh, Tanner was able to convince me. Because it, honestly, it makes sense because it's a good deal is to get um, AMC Stubbs A-list. Because like 
I, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. And we went to that AMC in Vestavia Hills for <laughs> like the first time, and I it honestly spoiled me just that one time to watch Black Widow. So I was like, sure, why not? It's like literally twenty one ninety something. So it was like you know twenty one dollars every month, and for each week you get to watch three free movies. And we were doing a triple feature, and it was like you know movies are paid for. Um, and what was cool too is that like as soon as I got it, Tanner was like he can do this thing where he adds you to his entourage, where he can reserve seats for him and any anybody else that's in it ahead of time. So like as soon as you get there, just scan your ticket and bam, you're in. So um, so yeah, what we had planned is that we would go see Old first at two fifteen, Snake Eyes five thirty, and then uh, Green Knight at ten fifteen, and we'd eat between Snake Eyes and Green Knight. So we watched Old. Um, Without spoilers, let us know about the, the, the movies. Okay. Old was, you know, it was, I don't want to say it's bad. It was not bad. It was, but I don't want to say it was good. It was okay. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like, it's based off a graphic novel mm-hmm. and I kind of want to read it now after watching it. Um, and the, like, the premise was interesting. It, you know, it kept my attention. Um, it's just the dialogue was just really, really bad. It was really fucking bad. Yeah, I, I mean, all one of the big like, I mean, Shyamalan is kind of a joke now, but like that's always like even in his good movies, been a weak spot. Yeah, M Night Shyamalan and M Night Shyamalan is like known for his like twist. And I will say, without you know spoilers or anything, go into the if you want to watch it. I I would say I would say give it a watch. Um. Go into this movie without expecting that, like any, like without any sort of big twists, because that was what made this movie really interesting. It doesn't follow his, it doesn't follow to a T his usual formula. And plus, like this is like an adaptation, so this not it's an adaptation. So like, if there was a twist, it's it was inherent to the story before he had chose to adapt it. Yeah, and um, it, it was so it was so interesting because like. In the, like the horror, you know, movie circles that I or like people I see on Twitter, they talk about like there was people who um, who saw this and they were just like die hard like this is like his best film, like this is better than the th- anything he's made in the past, recent years, you know, since The Sixth Sense, and like it's really good. And then there's just some people who are like, wow, this is terrible, this sucks, this is bad. And I'm just kind of like in the middle because like I, I I do think the casting choices were pretty good, but like like I said, the dialogue was just awful. And then uh, yeah, that's because I remember John saying they had like some similar like some very hot and cold opinions on their side of film Twitter. Yeah, yeah like uh, like the people I follow on Letterboxd. Like I, I have someone who said who just gave it five stars. Someone who gave it half a star, and every rating in between. <laughs> I don't know what like the reception to this movie is. It's so funny because like on because you know like most movies, it's like oh most people think it's good or most people think it's bad. Literally everyone has a different opinion. Well, and I will say too, there were some like story stuff in there that like I don't know if that was M Night Shyamalan's decisions 
or like from the source material. From the source material because that like it just feels too ambiguous and I'm just like that's kind of troubling that right there. But uh but yeah, it's funny cuz on my letterbox there's somebody who's seen it, they give it one half star. Then Tanner gives it two and a half stars and I give it three. <laughs> so it's literally just like like that. Um I, I you know, if you're a fan of M Night Shyamalan or if you're just a fan of horror movies in general, I say give it a watch. But like you know, it's it's something. It, it you know, if you can see it for free, I say go see it for free. Or if you see it for a discount, go see it. Because like there, all the movies you y'all went to go see, like I was interested in, in watching in some form or another. But uh, but to find out that our movie theater, despite changing ownership companies, still does five dollar Tuesdays. So yeah. like. Um, so like seeing like a, a movie you're really unsure on for like five bucks really takes some of the like the, the trepidation yeah. out. Yeah, and literally all that is costing is your time. Yeah, yeah. A- AMC actually does uh, discount Tuesdays as well. So which I think is, it, that's a great feature in itself for like you know kind of like cheap reads, but also like it gives people who may not have the t- opportunity to go as much you know a, a chance to sort of to try something out yeah especially if you have like movies that you're kind of like you know like the theater itself is kind of like you know not many people were seeing this movie or stagnating it's like well you know now you have discounts and people who are unsure can be kind of sure (laughs) yeah and like we live in a college town so you know all the college kids go on tuesdays yeah so you know they're making a fucking buck off of that shit yeah i will say we got to see some fun dodgy movies on the five dollar too though when we saw fantasy island oh yes (laughs) that movie was not good but it was fucking fun i remember you still need to see it though it it, it, it's a particular type of bad i I, yeah that needs to be experienced yeah i I just love like i want to know how much michael pena was paid to to stick his hand in his pocket and just walk in and off screen (laughs) that's what he did for most of that movie And, and, and then like Characters would be talking and he'd be like standing behind them, like doing shit like that. It's like, it's like he has like the little finger, like the evil finger tent. It's like, hmm, what is your fantasy? Like, it's just, it's silly shit. But, and I remember there was like, there's a particular moment where like the plot starts to thicken and there's like, there's like this party, I guess, behind us. They're just like, oh shit. Like, they were invested. Man. And like, it's, it's, it's funny. I will say with old, there were some moments that was just like, and and Tanner was the same way. He was like, oh, like oh, like, like look at me. There's there's like some kind of like, oh shit moments. Yeah, yeah. There's a few of those. I I think in those ways it was well done. But then in some ways, like it was kind of like, you know, I, if you've seen the trailers, it's like the trailers give uh, obviously a lot away, especially the most recent trailer. Like towards the end of that, they give like. Like, I literally would look away because, like, I'm kind of interested. I don't want to know what this is. Yeah, I would definitely kind of look away from that and just go watch it. I think it's a fun time. Um, then, uh, once we got done with that, our next movie wasn't until uh, 5.30, and it was, like, almost 4. And we were like, we can make it to Barnes & Noble at Patton <laughs> Creek. And uh, and he was like, like, do you want to go to Barnes & Noble? I was like do you want to go? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. And he's like, well, we can look at the manga. We can see if they have Yukio cards. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. So we, so I, I was the one driving. So I drove us and uh, we get there and it's already like uh, for something. And um, it was funny. Cause like when we were going there, I looked at the time. I was like, man, I don't know if we're going to make it. And he's like, oh, we'll be fine. I'm like, we're literally right there. And I'm like, 
we gotta turn around <laughs> so no no we we went in there and we spent so much time looking at the manga because like uh Tanner hasn't been in the Patton Creek Barnes and Noble. He hasn't looked at the manga section in there. And, you know, they had a good bit. They um, they really did. Uh, but they were like, I was very surprised at what they were missing. Um, they didn't have any Golden Kamui. Um, they didn't have something else, too. I can't remember. But they had a good bit. They even had the final volume of, um, I didn't know it released like already but they had the final volume of um promised neverland yeah i Vol- saw that at barnes noble today volume 20 thick bitch makes sense i'm i'm so happy um but so i i got that tanner got like some other stuff too because there were like some like um volume ones in there that like um really hard to get actually and he was able to snag them they even had a volume one of chainsaw man oh really that's hard to come by yeah so speaking of which i finished that this week you did finish that and man god it's so good it's it's so good it's such a fucking ride like i wasn't expecting the or i i did it it's one of those things like even from like page one i kind of knew where it was going like the general arc of the uh, the story, but it is still such a fucking ride. Yeah, no, seriously, like, I, like even though like from radio, like from starting it out, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm kind of getting this vibe from it, but then by the end of it, I was like, I am fucking dead inside. <laughs> like, man, and I, I, I and I, never mind, because Pat hasn't really yeah, finished yeah, it. Yeah, but um, th- there there was some stuff where I I went from like hell yeah chainsaw man to I am now painsaw man. <laughs> but the thing is though, after reading it though, I was like, you know what? Fuck everything. What you need to do is get a fucking chainsaw and rip that fucker, whatever it is, you know. <laughs> not actually kill somebody with a chainsaw, but like any like you know hardship you're facing in life, you know, metaphorically rip it in half with a chainsaw, you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, so he got that, and then we, um, we were walking around, because we were trying to, like, you know, it's, like, it's been a while since I've been in there, too, so, like, I didn't know where they kept their cards, and, uh, they used to keep them on, like, a, a kind of, like, an island, or whatever you want to call it, a little shelf, but, like, they weren't there, so we kind of looked around, we were like, where are the cards, and, like, guess they don't sell them, so we went up to the front, and then that's where we saw them. They are behind the register, which makes sense uh, because, you know, they don't want anybody stealing them, especially with everything that's happening recently with cards in general. Yeah. Never, I, I blame the Paul brothers. Fuck them. Yep. Never would I expected there'd be a time in human history where, like, trading cards had to be kept under lock and key because the demand is just so never violently like, high. Like, like, people will legit get violent over this I shit. mean, and they're worth so much, so, like, it makes sense, but also fuck the Paul brothers, like yeah, just in general. Because they're, yeah, they're they're pieces of shit in general, but it's literally Logan Paul's fucking fault. Um, like what made him just be like, I, you know what, I want to do Pokemon cards, and then that that like, I, I, I just want to know. Like I the, think I actually I think Tanner could explain to you that, but I think from what I remember him saying is that like it was just like Pokemon cards were was already kind of lucrative. And he just, you know... He just jumped on it. He just jumped on it, too. And, I mean, he might have a connection to it because, you know, he's fairly young, so he could definitely have gotten into, like... Yeah, like, like they're about, like, he... They're probably about what my age, twenty four, twenty five, or, or like twenty six around around that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know they're younger than me, but like older than Wenzel, definitely. 
Um, but, yeah, but, exactly. um, but yeah, so there were, there were some cards back there. As soon as I saw them, I saw the booster packs. I was like, I was thinking about it. I was doing the math in my head. I was like, yeah, I could totally fucking do this. So I bought four fucking booster packs Two, if anybody's up with the Yukio, you know, whatever, there's two lightning overdrive packs and two King courts packs and, um, ended up paying like just for those four and, uh, the manga, it was like. 20 something dollars because I also had my membership discount so really good De- discount does work and then it was funny too because Tanner um, when Tanner was uh, getting his stuff he uh, he was paying for it and then um, I, I you know I said like I want those booster packs and he was like how the fuck did you see those he didn't realize that those were Yukio cards oh. so it was like after that he paid for his stuff that he that the guy was like oh he was like did you want some he's like yeah, I'm gonna get back in line. So he gets back in line, and the woman behind us just laughs because she's just having a time. Um, I'm like, look at these nerds. Yeah, uh, and so I get my stuff, and then he gets back in line. So what he buys is, and you know, Tanner doesn't, you know, he didn't consent to this. So I'm just gonna go ahead and just tell you guys what he bought. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Like he didn't consent to this. Like, oh, let me show his Yu-Gi-Oh cards. So no, I don't have all of them. He he bought like I think two booster packs. I'm fairly certain. I think it was King's King's Court, and then he bought these Egyptian God deck structure decks. Um, I'm pretty sure, from what I from what I know, because I'm starting to get back into Yukio. Uh, no spoilers, but let's just say me and Tanner and Colt are doing something with Yukio, and it will be a little bit this year that you'll get to find out what that is. But anyway, so I think these were pretty hot items. These. Egyptian God structure decks and Tanner wanted uh, them because he never had the Egyptian God cards so uh, they had Slifer and they had Obelisk I don't know off the top of my head if they ever did Raw um, probably did just to complete the trio but they, that's all they had was Obelisk and Slifer and uh, it was so funny because the cashier was like he's like oh thank you so much for buying these he's like I've been trying to sell these for months because apparently they've just been sitting there um, And but the thing is is uh, the Barnes Noble in our town, where we live, sold out of these. They don't like we're a college town, so like, there's obviously like a lot of people, like young people too, that were like, <laughs> like they, they have this as like a hobby or an interest, or maybe even to sell. So like, all the card games around here are you know, are kind of in low supply. Yeah, and like also the thing is too is that like most of you know you said young people, you know most of the people who play Yu-Gi-Oh, most of the fan base are these like maybe middling late 20s you know fucking guys nerds uh or just you know mid 20 late 20s people and um so yeah and uh i'm trying to think so so yeah these are and he whenever we got done with the night he left his open his cards that he got from the packs so if you guys want to look at them you can all right we got some live Yu-Gi-Oh card reading yeah he uh, I was just doing a little Googling on my phone, and it doesn't look like they did a raw deck. They it, didn't. It, okay. That, that. It, it was just Obelisk and just Cypher. Okay. Yeah, because, like, I guess going by the lore, like, the raw card has, like, so many different effects. It can't put them all in one card printing. <laughs> but, yeah, like, yeah, like the art, these are really sick. Like, I always, I never really played Yu-Gi-Oh!, but I always, like, got it for the art. Yeah, and then I mean, as you know, of course, as the oh my god, rescue rabbit, it's so cute. Yeah, rescue rabbit's great. There's a lot of rescue animals. Um, 
don't worry, John, you'll get your chance. Something about King's Court that's interesting for those cards is that all of the uh, the letterings on the top uh, is hollow. Yeah, because like okay. e- even like or cards that wouldn't normally be like you know this would be like a rare card. Usually only like the rare hollow cards would have like the golden like foil yeah text for the the name of the card. But I've seen a lot of these too. This is definitely a, a new art for the Golden Eyes Idol. It is. It is. Uh, f- I remember I watched the opening of that of a booster box of that, and that was one of the pools. That was several pools of uh, that card, and it, it was a different art. And everybody, from what I understand, that's a really fun card. That, that, that's a, on on a similar note because I was thinking of a Yu-Gi-Oh memory from back in the day. A friend of mine, um, back when they still had Yu-Gi-Oh cards in Berkowitz at the Dollar General, uh, apparently the, the system was set up wrong because uh, they had, it was like one of the earlier expansions. It it had the Thousand Eyes Restrict on it. Hmm. It, it, it was like it was like a boss monster from like early in Yu-Gi-Oh! It was like this big, this big, big, horrible, ugly thing with like eyeballs all over it. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, uh, my buddy, he went to go just, you know, he went to just get a, a pack, you know, because like, he, he liked it. And he when he rang it up, um, no, excuse me, my uh, mistake. He he got some birthday money, and he's gonna like I'm gonna buy this whole booster box because like all the cars and you can you can buy the box if you want. It's like usually like fifty sixty dollars yep. or worse at the time. And when he goes to ring it up, it comes up as a dollar, the whole box for a dollar, and and like the cashier lady, she's really confused and like she was the only one there. It's like. Hell, it's a dollar. Take it. So, <laughs> so like, he literally got like fifty packs of cards back when the video uh, booster had like eleven, ten cards in it for like, and that whole thing for like a buck. Damn, fuck, that is that is the luckiest shit ever. That is insane, man. <laughs> that that is all. Yeah, no, uh, booster boxes now, depending on the series, they'll go fifty, sixty bucks. But, like, if it's a series that has some really, really viable fucking cards, or, you know, if it's a little older, you're looking at upwards of 100 you know, $200, $300. There's, I know there's booster boxes that go up to thousands. It's ridiculous. Yeah, definitely, the, depending on, like, the, the set. And this was, like, it, I can't imagine what that set would be worth nowadays, because that's, like, right when, like, a little after you it came out. Because that was, like, freshman year of high school, I think. Because, like, for me, which is, like, 2005, 2004. Huh. So, like, that was definitely... A, I'm, I'm going to look up that set real quick. Hell, yeah. What a time. Uh, yeah, so the cards that uh currently in this... It was funny because, like... Um, never mind. I can't... I don't want to spoil anything. One of the cards... It's a hollow. Um, I, you know, I was talking to Tanner about this because I'm, like, I'm bad at... Uh, because there's different types of rarities for cards. Mm-hmm. There's super rare, ultra rares, secret rares, collector's rares, starlight rares, hollow rares, and I think that's it. And I, I, I don't know the difference. I'm also I'm just getting back into Yu-Gi-Oh, so I'm gonna try to learn this stuff. But one of the cards in here is a is a hollow rare. Is um the name? It's so fucking fun. Ten dangle dolls. Ten dangle dolls. What the fuck? <laughs> Like, it looks cool, but the name is Tin Dangle Dolls, and it's so funny because the person who was, like, who opened a booster box for with that card, he was like, 
yeah bad naming <laughs> like it was just it was just like what the fuck like why like that was something also i didn't realize is that konami will actually censor card names for fucking um western audiences yeah yeah like uh one of my favorite tiktok accounts that i follow now is this guy who just does a whole series on bad Yu-Gi-Oh cards yeah like mostly based on the name and art and there, it would be like some shit like that, or Jerry Beans Man, uh, Swift Birdman Joe, uh, <laughs> Goo Goo Gaga Gaga Gigo. Uh, there, there, there are some other ones that were wild. There was also a card that was just called Oppressed People. Yeah, and I was like, that's that's really fucked. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's definitely. Konami's definitely weird um, because the reason why I bring this up is because one of the de- one of the, the magical boost- something. <laughs> well, one one of the bo- one of the boxes had these two cards in it called uh, in Japanese it was bloody bloody red rose witch and bloody red rose dragon. But, it is ruddy red. Yes, ruddy red rose dragon and ruddy red rose witch, uh, witch or ruddy red witch or whatever. God, and so it's bad. like, why couldn't you just make it rose red witch and rose red dragon? They just let the extra alliteration. Like ruddy, like what the fuck does that mean? Well, ruddy, like it, it means like it's a, it's a word that's used to substitute for like something like as like a dark brown red color. Oh my god! Whatever. I get mean, out. like, no, no, I get it. It's just yeah. like it's still stupid. It, is, it sounds silly when it has something bloody. It, you change it to ruddy. It sounds like usually when you say ruddy, it's like, oh, that's the color of someone's hair. Yeah, that's that's a lot of times what it's. Used I to think describe. a leaky. <laughs> god, one of my fa- one of my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card names is interplanetary purpley thorny dragon, and like purpley thorny dragon is one word. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. This was a thousand lives for straight. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, it was an old boss monster from back in the day. Yeah, like, I, I remember. I I don't know if I have one. I think I have one with a similar like kind of like monster design. Uh, yeah. So like, because me and me and Tanner basically got the same packs. Uh, I did get Golden Eyes Idol, which is actually I got. I think I got two. I might have just gotten one, but I like it. Um, Stardust Jialong. I was really cool looking card just going based off our i don't know much about um abilities and stuff then also arcanite uh arcanite joker that's the that was the big thing about king's court was that it was reintroducing yuki's like um card faces uh monsters uh because there's uh jack knight queen knight king knight and then introduced a new joker knight as well um so that was kind of like a throwback for a lot of nostalgic uh people out there um and like you know, uh, I, I you know I really like Yu Gi Oh cards for their art and stuff, but like um, you, we had definitely have something planned for this. Uh, but I I will say that we we bought these cards and then we were like, okay, we got to get back to the theater. So we got back to the theater. We watched Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes was a fun fucking time. Um, you know, if you, if you're a fan of GI Joe, I guess if you're not a if you're not a boomer, go watch it. Uh, I mean, like. I one of my mutuals on Twitter they they had a really fun time with it and like it's been like like with old a lot of people shitting on it it's just like this seems like it's just you know a fun movie and like I'm still and I'm still would like to see it yeah like it's just um it, I w- I will say uh I give it three and a half 
on uh, Letterboxd, three and a half stars, and, you know, I liked it. I, I really did. It was, the action was fun. The story wasn't too, um, I mean, the story was a, you know, a story. It was G.I. Joe. I mean, as about as much as the story you, you it, can it, get it, from, like, them making a live action I, I, I don't want to spoil it, but it caught me off guard in places. I was like, is this G.I. Joe? <laughs> like, that's weird. Uh, and, okay, this is not really a spoiler, but it's kind of funny, but it is kind of a spoiler, it is, um, not a huge spoiler. I'm not going to reel any details, but let's just say there's a fucking girl boss moment. <laughs> it's, girl it, boss. It's, uh, it was, I literally, when it when it was happening, I looked at Tanner, and he was just like, like, you know, I whatever, I guess. Well, Wenzel's just like, girls fighting, boring, get, get back to well, the no, dudes it, fighting. Well, we didn't even see them fight. <laughs> like, no, it was just like, it was so cliche, I guess what I'm trying to say. It's like, you know. Like, like obviously. It, it feels like a cynical corp, like, corporate like oh we're putting in this exactly like i mean you know spoilers for avengers endgame avengers endgame you know that like and it's oh yeah yeah it, it definitely seemed like that but uh, like you know everybody everybody was a fun time um, it was like it, 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 hearing now that the corporately placed five minute uh girl action scene it, this will compensate for them not doing much for this 90 minute yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Corporations only doing the bare minimum, pretty to much, just enough to get by, just enough to still get the most amount of money from the most amount of people. Exactly. Since uh, forever, but I mean, I like it when Hasbro makes toys. So because you know has because uh, it's so weird because they're because this is like a origin movie, and the way the movie ends, it obviously sets up for a second Snake Eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of weird because it's like. You know, they they already have like what two GI Joe movies already out. Yeah, from them? like in the early like, two, like, like one came out like oh nine, and the other one came out in like twenty eleven, something like so that. So it's been a long time, yeah. Since those movies because there was there was that one, and I think the second one was like GI Joe Retaliation. And or? technically, Snake Eyes is the best of of the GI Joes because those those were really sort of critically panned. Yeah, I um. It was so weird because uh, having seen the first GI Joe, that first GI Joe modern movie, um, it was a. I was I I know nothing about Snake Eyes lore, so I was just like, okay, you know, like whatever this is, like I'm all for it. I, I there were a few people on like my more like toy side of my Twitter, just like I can't believe they made Snake Eyes talk. I'm like. Well, the bitch didn't come out of the pussy, like, not saying anything. <laughs> like, like, there has to be a reason why he doesn't talk. And, like, I feel like even my cursory knowledge of, like, G.I. Joe is, like, there was a point where he, he lost his voice or he couldn't speak. So, like... Okay, well, the thing is, is, like, what I thought from uh, from the first G.I. Joe movie was that he took an oath of silence. Yeah, so, like... There is, like, that he took an oath. Some people, he had, like, his throat slashed by Storm Shadow, and that's why they have their feud... Okay. It, it just it just depends. Like I remember there was like a a animated GI Joe movie about Snake Eyes. And I had a pretty sick moment where like Snake Eyes and and um Storm Shadow are fighting like one of their first fights cuz he had he had, like slit his throat but he, he was so like fuck you, I'm still going to fight. Like he had like Storm Shadow had Snake Eyes pinned to the ground and he goes to he goes to stab him with his sword. Snake Eyes um catches the sword like through his hand, like it runs through his hand, 
snaps the sword by twisting his wrist <laughs> and punches the fuck out of Storm Hell Shadow. yeah. It was pretty sick. Yeah, that's awesome. Because like, like, it was like a, like a live, like, nerd type show. And then, like, literally when he snapped the sword with his hand with the blade through it, they were like, whoa. Like, whoa. you heard them, like, yell over the trailer they were watching. Hell yeah. Because, like, the thing is, like, uh, you know, you like, with this series because they're they're pretty much rebooting it from what I understand. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I guess if they see what's going on with Marvel, DC, you know, why not? Um but I'm but I'm also like, you know, it, it it's definitely kind of a thing for like I don't want to say boomers, but like a a different generation who's like probably in their 30s, 40s. I mean, hell, my dad, you know, remembers GI Joe as well. I even have GI Joe toys, like not from my dad, like he bought me them in stores. Yeah, uh, yeah, I got GI Joe toys when I was. Yeah, a kid. This, it's, it's a it's a pretty perennial product. Yeah, and like the only thing I ever knew about GI Joe was Snake Eyes, and I was like, I was always Snake Eyes was my favorite. And I mean, Snake, same. Snake Eyes is like the most common, like the most commonly accepted here to be like. Well, that's my favorite. Because I mean, also too, he's just so badass. I mean, I mean, I mean his design is so fucking cool. It's iconic too, because like. As soon as you see him, it's like, oh, that's fucking Snake Eyes from something. Like, you couldn't even remember G.I. Joe, but it's like, that's Snake Eyes. <laughs> like, because everybody else just kind of like, you know, they, they might have a cool suit, but like, it's just their face. And they're usually just a white person. Yeah. I, I well, on, on a similar thread, I watched the first episode of the He-Man reboot cartoon today. And it was pretty solid, I must say. I, like, I, as someone, of course, He-Man was before my time. And I... I vaguely remember watching the 2003 reboot. Oh, they had oh I remember when that started. I remember watching because that was like that was like a full series. It was on the Cartoon Network, you know, several years ago. But like it's it's pretty solid. Although it is a little funny, of course. Like you see like these big like like set piece battles, and you have like these characters and like weapons and vehicles. It's like this is very clearly a toy, <laughs> and like you know they're making this like kind of quasi-dramatic story but like it's got good animation like when when prince adam does his you know i have the power it's straight up a sailor moon transformation like his body goes all like glowy and rainbowy lightning like shoots his little like uh costume on yeah hell yeah and like their fight was cool because mark hamill plays skeletor Oh yeah! Oh fuck! So yeah. it's Perfect. a really good voice. So that, that that bit from the trailer where Skeletor opens a portal and then like punches his fist through it against like a giant fist, pretty sick. Hell yeah! And um, I I'd be willing to check out the rest of it. It's, it was pretty solid. Of course, you know there are some boomers. Not my He Man. It's like, well, I'm sorry, but like a lot of cartoons from the '80s were sold. They were a toy first, and they made a show after it, and they were barely a show. Yeah, yeah. and there's there's a reason why, like, when people talk about My Little Pony, they're not talking about the one from the fucking 80s. Yeah. So, like, it, it was solid, and, like, I remember liking the um, the 2011 Thundercats show when they when they rebooted that. Oh, I remember that. That was... Because they always ask, I want a, a mature version of my childhood property, and when they get it, just like, not that, and just like, well, what the fuck do you want? Yeah, yeah. People don't know what they want, and that's why, like, corporations giving in to fan demands kind of makes me mad. No, what they what they want is ripped ass men slapping man meat. Yeah, slapping man meat. Maybe some like dainty women. Like, oh, I need to be rescued, and it's like, 
like, oh, I'm gonna rescue you, and, like, just ripping apart monsters and shit, and just, like, no thought whatsoever, and it's like, yeah, now buy alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that, that, I don't know. I don't know what they want, <laughs> that honestly. just devolved. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, because I don't know what they want. Like, shut the fuck up. What is, I mean, like, because, like, this, because, like, a lot of these properties, they meant so much to so many people, like, there's, and because they've held on to this crystallized and idyllic version for decades that no one else's version of it can yeah. suffice. And, and a lot of times, even the original won't live up to that imagined version. Yeah, because when, when people think about the Thundercats from the 80s, they think of that, that kick-ass opening sequence, and then the rest of the show is, like, very stilted because, like, they, because they've spent all the money on the intro to get people to watch it, and then it's just, like, these herky-jerky movements. Like, hell, He-Man barely used his sword in the original cartoon, and that's kind of referenced in the... At a certain kind of dramatic moment in the first episode, it's like, oh, you finally used your sword the way you're supposed to be, man. And it's like, okay, shit, that's a funny jo- a little in-joke there. <laughs> that's cool. But um, I say it solid, you know, check it out. I think it's, it's worth to watch. I, I would say the same thing about um, Snake Eyes. I would say uh, there is actually kind of like, uh, not a post credit scene, but like a, not even a mid credit scene. It's like, as soon as the credits start, Bam! There, you get a little scene, so stick around for that. But other than that, just you can leave. Yeah, I mean, it was a fun time. I think uh, I, I Tanner says he liked it more than old, but I'm kind of like, I mean, I guess it was, you know. Well, they're very different movies. They're very different, and I mean, it was like a different kind of, um, you know, I don't know. It was fun. Go watch it. I mean, if they're, you know, like I said, if they're trying to reboot the series, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to in where it goes. I guess. Yeah, we're gonna take a break real quick before we get into. Quinzel discussing the Green Knight, but we'll be right back. Hang tight. Welcome back, everybody. This is part two, episode 223. Don't worry, you didn't miss you didn't miss much during the break. We were just talking about how. Uh, like Star Wars, we're, we're going to have like an extended universe where all these ancillary creators fill out the corners of our extensive lore. Yeah, give us awesome adventures, please. Yep, cool ones, not nothing, nothing weird or bad. Funny weird is fine. And then uh, if we don't like it, we'll just say it's part of the uh, AYC's Legends. Yeah, <laughs> imprint. Yeah, Damn. and we'll take it, and we'll not give you anything for it. Uh, so, anyway, back to my story. So, after Snake Eyes, we, um, we went to P.F. Chang's to eat. First time being at P.F. Chang's, best fucking time, because... I don't think I've ever been to a, to a, to that restaurant. Me yeah. either. I, I've just had, like, the, what they sell in the freezers and yeah. stores. Yeah. Um, it, it was, uh, so, it was funny, though, because we had, like, I think a 20 or 30 minute wait. We waited about 20 minutes, and, uh, so what we did was we went back to my car, and we were like, let's open up our Yu-Gi-Oh guards! <laughs> it was just so funny, because, like, because I was just, like, when he made the, kind of, you know, the wait, um, I was like, you want to sit down? He's like, well, we, don't you want to go back to the car? I was like, we can open our Yu-Gi-Oh cards! And then we just walk out of P.F. Chang's. Like, for whoever just heard that, like, yeah, we're baller bitches. Like, come on. Yeah, instead of just, like, fanning themselves with, like, $100 bills, they're just fanning themselves with freshly opened Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Well, it was so funny because uh, whenever we got back in there, when the woman was walking us to our table, I was I was actually wearing this exact outfit that I'm wearing right now. And what are you wearing right now? <laughs> uh, Siren Head T-shirt, athletic shorts, and Gundam slides with socks. So I, I walk- it's like, sir, do you, do you, we, 
We need our customer a dinner jacket. Well, see, the thing is, is I was talking to Tanner about this. This woman, this old woman, probably 40s, 50s, she was just staring me up and down with the nastiest resting bitch face. And I was like, bitch, this is not a five-star fancy-ass restaurant. Because it's fucking P.F. Chang. You can buy this shit in the freezer section of Walmart. Like, it's literally like, I think slightly elevated fast food. It, it, it's, it's like Olive Garden or the Cheesecake. I factory. will say though, it presentation really fucking nice. I mean, I mean shit, the the woman who, you know, was taking us, she was wearing a dress. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean like and everybody there, I would say probably except for me and kids was pretty like not like super dressed up, but they looked fairly like nice casual. Honey, we gotta dress up nice. We're going up to the PF, PF Chang's. But I mean, like, you know, I, I mean, know. I would dress up for PF Chang's better than I would Olive Garden. And, like, I didn't expect, too, to go to PF Chang's. We actually were going to just go to McDonald's. But Tanner was like, I'm really hungry, really hungry, and I don't feel like McDonald's. I was like, yeah, okay, me too. <laughs> so we were just like, let's go to PF Chang's. Well, I wanna be bougie, Tanner. Let's go to PF Chang's. <laughs> so, like, and it was a great time. Like, the food was really fucking good. I got honey chicken. Mm, so good um and actually we ordered tanner was like we gotta he's like i'm gonna order us the crispy um green bean appetizer and i was like okay he's like it's one of the best ways to eat green beans so he so we were waiting for it and then this guy from the kitchen staff was like here you go he said something couldn't hear him and walked off they were not our appetizer (laughs) oh y'all just got like someone's by mistake i guess because we were sitting there and tanner i was like I was looking at Tanner. I was like, man, this looks good. He's like, that's not it. I was like, oh, what is this? He's like, I don't know what this is. It was literally like what looked like kind of brown fried with uh, with um, those kind of like noodles you put in the fryer. And then it's like crack, like it crackles up into like this crunchy kind of. Yeah, I know it's sharp. Yeah, yeah. But they're like really skinny. They had those in there. They had these huge pieces of lettuce and this dipping sauce. So uh, we waited for our waiter to come my waiter was so nice great 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 guy uh loved him and um so we come he comes by and we're like hey uh this isn't ours and he looked at it and he's like well it's already on the table you know eat it it's yours free appetizer and let me tell you it was we figured out what it was it was the vegetarian wrap so fucking good okay oh hell yeah it was so good literally what you do is you take the lettuce and then you grab like a a a huge like a portion or whatever of the stuff and then dip in the sauce mm, so good okay then we get our actual appetizer which is literally fried green beans with like you know crispy like skin on it with some kind of sauce i can't remember what it is it's like some kind of spicy sauce and you dip it in there mm, fucking the best green beans i've ever eaten and so and i did something baller crazy awesome shit was i took some green beans put it in the lettuce took some of the stuff that we got, dipped it in the fucking sauce that we got with the fucking vegetarian wrap, ate that. Best fucking, oh, it was so good. When's a big oh, galaxy braining over here? Really? Like, it was so freaking good. Yeah, we had a great time at P.F. Chang's. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and this would, re- 10 Algid would recommend and go again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like The lads was- go to B.F. Chang's. F- sure, like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but if you went in there, it's re- like, you know, even though I didn't say it's like the like super fancy presentation is fucking fancy. Um, it, what, what do you think it stands for? Pretty fancy Changs. 
<laughs> yeah, it was it was a great time, and like honestly, now at this point, that sets the precedent. So now, anytime I go to a new restaurant, they I have to get a free appetizer. <laughs> I, I need the wait staff to make a mistake and give me free food. It, it was so funny too because we were talking, and it's like, man, because usually when we do stuff, it's usually me, Tanner, and Colt, because like you know we live the closest to each other, or we just you know we have the time, whatever. So it's usually the three of us doing stuff. And that's also what we did before, like, this era was, like, we'd get together and, you know, do that. And um, we were talking, like, man, the one time Colt isn't fucking here, we just, we do so much fun shit. It's like, and Tanner was like, man, we should do stuff with Colt often. He's like, yeah, that little piece of shit, that little fuckhead. It was so funny because I do the same thing with Colt when we're not with Tanner. <laughs> we and Colt will be doing stuff, and I'll be like, man, it's so great to have Tanner here, that motherfucker. That it's piece of dead weight. That piece of shit. But, man, it would be... Uh, Colt's in fucking Miami right now, doing who knows what. Yeah, know. he got trapped in the box too, just like Cody. Yep, it's no, a comedy of errors. No, it's it, Colt really is in Miami at the time of this recording, and then when this releases, he's still in Miami. He won't be back till that following Thursday, because um, Cody's moving and he needs. He asked Colt to help him. Yeah, he needs him and his mom to help him take their. Talking stuff. about a baby grand piano. The baby grand piano is in their home. Well, no, they he, they need the stuff from you know their past apartment to be taken down there. And and, and Cody was kind of flexing on that that baby grand. He was. Got, I mean, but but in in his defense, it's like this was an old baby grand worth at the like at, at the time would have cost like twenty grand, and they got it for like fifteen hundred. Yeah, and you can't and like most baby grands today go for like five thousand. I mean, no, he it was a like they got a good deal like flex motherfuckers because you know they got that they got it they got it tuned and they didn't pay like nowhere near those yeah crazy i think amounts. to like get it tuned and moved was like 700 yeah it was it was that so uh, two thousand dollars altogether for a, a small yet still very large piano and it's yeah. awesome so good good for them but yeah so we made great time though we uh we were we got back to the theater we sat down uh oh fuck me now i remember what i was gonna say we were in snake eyes and the movie was literally about to end these two people come in there with their fucking phone light on searching for their seats and then they realize oh we're in the wrong theater so they walk all the way back down we were near the top it was the most annoying shit ever don't fucking do that. And also, it was lit up. the The numbers were lit up. You can see your. Anyway, um. So so anyway, back to what we were doing. We were going to go. We went back to go see the Green Knight, and it. I, I said this to them, uh, the two lads here, that having waited over a year for to see this movie, and then have it being everything you expected is the most satisfying fucking feeling ever. Five fucking stars. Amazing movie. One of the best movies I have seen this year and probably of, I guess you can say 2020, but we're going to say, I guess, 2021. Um, Last couple years. It, like, my God, it was fucking good. Like, it takes, like, you know, the Sir Gawain and uh, the Green Knight tale and, like, you know, it makes it actually, you know, it makes you actually want to fucking pay attention to it because... Like, don't get me wrong, it, it was kind of fun, and then if you're giving some context into it, it makes it even funner, but, like, this, this is just incredible, like, this modern fucking take on it with A24, like, that that was the one thing I was telling Tanner about this, about A24, is what I love is that they are solely focused on meeting and creating the artist's vision, and that's what they do with this, it, it was, and the way its ending was perfect, because, you know, we talked about 
A24 movies, you know, a lot of their endings are kind of just like, like not bad, but kind of just like up, like not up in the air, but kind of, kind of like that. Got, kinda, like uh, ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah. With this, it was, it was kind of like that, but it just, it, <laughs> it, it, it felt like it fit the, the setting. It fit, more. it fit it. And I, at the, when it finally ended, I was like, fuck yeah, because I already know how the, the tale ends and it just, and if you've read it, you know how it ends. So like. It, it, it was just it was so good Tev, Dev Patel did it a fantastic job he's probably one of my like this like this generation of films like one of my favorite actors like great just fantastic and um Alicia Vikander Vikander she plays the new Tomb Raider in the movie the new Tomb Raider movie that came out like a few years ago I think okay. yeah she she's great um so gorgeous she's so pretty uh <laughs> like uh yeah she's like one of the many actresses i've had a crush on um, it, it, like he just rolls out a scroll like all the ladies he has to hot for <laughs> it's a lot um anyway <laughs> <laughs> no i was i was thinking in my head like man i really like a lot of like celebrity actresses and like i was like damn there's a lot but they're all great um no, and like I remember, as soon as the movie starts, I get fucking chills. The voice work is phenomenal. It's like it is amazing. I I can't even describe it to you. It was just it 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 was just an amazing just movie. Everybody has to see it. Everybody has to fucking see it. No, like we we we'd all planned to see the Green Knight anyway. It's just like we. we we wanted to do the triple feature. It's just the way our no, schedules oh, yeah. run up. It just wasn't possible. But Don and I, we talked about going to like our local theater to, to watch it, which I was surprised as hell that they got it. They anyway. got it, yeah. And we're, gonna, we're probably going to hit it up for like a five dollar night and then like check it out that way. I mean, I would have paid full price to see it, but like oh, you know, same here. But yeah. like you know, Tuesday it's coming right around the corner and it's cheap, so why not do it then? So stay tuned. We'll give your our thoughts on it. Next week. <laughs> Non-Cannon Files presents The Green Knight. Oh, shit. I mean, if we could just get all the, all the spoiler shit out of the way, yeah, that'd be great. It, it is... I would put it in my top movies. I I, I absolutely loved it. Um, especially, like, with kind of, like... Even though it's a very ancient tale written by somebody who is, you know, unknown. We, we, we don't know. We don't know who it is. You can still, like, kind of, like, apply it to, like is you know applicable to modern times mm-hmm. and like um just the modern take on it is just so fucking good i well, i really I, appreciated we it we did want to clarify that like by modern like it's still period of the day oh but, yeah, but, yeah. But, it's, but it's like this is a new reinterpretation of it with like more fantastical elements i would say yeah that's oh. not spoil. You can literally see, like... <laughs> well, well, I mean, the the fucking original one's pretty fucking fantastic. I mean, the the fucking Green Knight itself is, like, you know, fantastical in itself, but, like... Yeah, but, yeah, definitely more so, because... It probably, like, updated for more modern storytelling sensibilities. Yeah. yeah. Um, did, did y'all see that, that um, article that went around? Uh, people? Uh, it, was, it was talking about the success of the Green Knight. It's, like, it the latest adaptation of one of the... Uh, United Kingdom's uh, biggest franchises, literally say, literally calling the Arthurian legends a franchise. Uh, uh, I just crawled in my that that was real. That was a legit that made, article. That made me physically ill. Like I mean, I remember writing on this shit in college. Like it's fucking funny. 
I think I did like a feminist critique of it. And I mean, it. Arthurian stuff, you know, is definitely interesting, but like, I but, mean, but, and, and if you look at it in a certain way, it's like, yeah, that make. I mean, it make it kind of makes call, sense. But to call but it a it, franchise, like at some point, the Brit, you know, Britain was just like, yeah, we're gonna do, it. we're gonna fucking, we're gonna do Marvel. And it's like, what the fuck is Marvel? Or like Greece with their mythology. Yeah, it's like, it's like, what the fuck is Marvel? The Greek and it, mythology and, franchise. And when the king's like, just wait, it's like a thousand fucking years later. There's a skeleton in a movie theater. Oh, this is Marvel. I mean, it, it is. It's funny to think like, like that's how that that's their interpretation of, of like, I guess, modern audience. They they wouldn't be able to relate to like these ancient stories and mythology without trying to contextualize it as like this is a movie franchise yeah which some people were really fucking hot how like they consider that insulting i just thought it was fucking hysterical it's, it's like, funny this is how you try to relate like classic literature as like oh this is the mcu but in paper form <laughs> i mean it- we're, we're, today we're going to talk about early american romanticism franchise oh fuck uh, don't don't <laughs> I mean I, I could definitely it, it you know and I guess this, it, this Henry David Throw Walden is a fucking <laughs> it's a fucking hit in the new <laughs> it's kind of new fun. franchise uh, <laughs> I, I could I could feel like like in like a in like a doomer way that like historical literature is just like lore and it's like well the lore class everybody and then like franchise class is just like a period of like history like this is the romantic franchise this is the classic franchise i would God. take those fucking classes though that i mean i'm fun. sure i sure it'd be a hoot but just like i'm sure there's some people who are just like so deeply unseated i, that I will say something i was surprised I, I wasn't surprised about but it, like i remember when the final trailer i guess for green knight appeared uh cody mentioned this and i i was kind of agreeing is like the way a24 marketed it it kind of felt like a blockbuster and like watching it like you know, there's nothing wrong with blockbusters, but, like, it is still very much an art house film. Like, don't go into this thinking, like, you're going to get, like, a, like, uh, straightforward blockbuster hit. You know, I mean, it's a hit. It's a fucking hit. But it, it's very much, like, an artist film. Like, an art film. Because yeah. there's an artist I follow on Instagram, and they, they had a similar response. Like, they loved the film, but, like... I think they had taken their brother with them, and they, they saw like the more like the movie cut to be like more of an action film, and like they were sort of surprised how it's not that. It's not that at all. But like they still endo- end, end up enjoying themselves. It's just kind of like I guess we're like, oh, this is this is post pandemic, and how we need to get people back in theaters, and like people want action and suspense. So like we like we're gonna cut this art film to look like an action film, but but. Eight, all of it, they done that with every fucking movie. They do that all the time. Like I remember, uh, they they would a lot of times like with their horror movies, they'd market it like a typical like horror movie, and it's like none of these movies are like what you would like. This isn't like The Conjuring forty six. This is <laughs> this is going to be something a little more like art house. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to see the action version of the Lamb trailer where it's like, oh, this is these two these two couple adopt a kid who has a lamb for a head, and then what, like, what would be the action song for that? <laughs> X going to give it to you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the, if we were like audiovisual people, we we would have a bit where we like cut like like really contemplative films and action films. 
It's like, um, I'm, th- I'm thinking of ending things, the action edition. <laughs> oh, God. And then it plays, uh, fuck, what's a modern, like, song that, like, you see in a lot of action movie trailers? Um, fuck. Like, we gotta do, like, a super moody, like, R&B sweet dreams are made of these. Well, I was thinking, like, what was the one song that was used in, uh, the Snake Eyes trailer? Oh, fuck, I don't know that that one oh, is. fuck. Damn it. Don, you're at a computer. Wait, well, oh. I don't know if I Snake can... Eyes trailer song. <laughs> fast, fast, fast. I suck. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that, that, that's just funny to me. It's like, that's how they're trying to, like, trying to get people to come back. Like, everything's an action movie. And then when it gets there, it's like, well, this is really stark and, like, moody. ASAP Ferg new level featuring yes Future. I'm on a new level that's what they fucking play oh yeah <laughs> I'm on a new level <laughs> yeah uh, they no they play that for fucking uh, uh, last night in Soho that's what they play for the fucking trailer that's yeah. what they should play uh, no it was that's not an A24 film either um, anyway uh, Tanner told me though and I get this from the fir- the very first trailer that comes out for the Green Knight he got horror vibes and I was like yeah I could see that because you definitely get horror vibes from that first trailer yeah because that's why like I was initially thinking that too. the Green Knight was going to be kind of horror which I was like that that would be an interesting cake I, on that story it would be and I would say I guess you can give it you can say it's kind of an unconventional horror because like I said if you yeah. know the story you definitely get kind of like doom doom despair dread vibes yeah because you know yeah uh, don't want to spoil anything of that Man, it is just, it was, um, man, I'm trying to think if there's anything more I have to add to it, but like, without I, giving anything away, giving anything away, it was just, it was just an honestly like a fantastic film. I mean, like I said, the voice, uh, the voice work was just, fin- it was just, it, it, because you get some otherworldly voices and it was just, it was just great. It, it, like I, I, I really, really like that. Um, just one of my favorite things about like the just the production and design of the film is um how in the film the certain characters have these crowns that look like the illuminated drawings from the Middle Ages. The halos. The, the yeah. That is just a fucking I, sick and smart. I love that. That's design. what they they do good. They do great with building atmosphere, with effects and the sets. Fucking fantastic. There's not a bad thing I can really say about this movie because even even with the stuff that you could be like I could see like people being kind of dodgy about I'm like <laughs> I loved it I loved it through and through I'm, I'm definitely excited to, to watch it that's probably one of my more anticipated movies for the year yeah yeah I was definitely looking forward to that did I tell y'all that I have a copy of the original story uh, either here or at my parents house that was translated by Tolkien Really? Yeah, you told me. But that still, that's badass as shit. I, was, I found it at Second and Charles one day. I'm like, fuck, I gotta buy this yeah. shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, like, on <coughs> on the Arthurian side, like, I keep... A book that I've been wanting to read for a while, just never got around to getting it, is um, Once in Future King. Oh, yeah. Uh, is that T.H. White? Yeah. Which is like... It, it, it itself is a very old story, but it's mm-hmm. like a... A reinterpretation of Arthurian legend. Yeah, because yeah. I think it came out in like the twenties. Yeah, and even like as old as it is, it has a lot of themes that are very applicable. Yeah, 
And I guess another end when the comic version we were watched when we read uh, Once in Future, they a, a excellent comic. Yeah. Uh, and just beautifully drawn by Dan Mora. Yeah, I'm really, um, I'm really into this like modern like kind of retelling of these Arthurian legends. I'm really into it. Um, <laughs> the Green Knight cinematic universe. <laughs> well, yeah, like, can we get a, a fucking uh, adaptation of Beowulf that doesn't suck? Please. That would be so fucking sick. Which, I, like, I know, like, you would have to do some big modern updating to the story because, well, one, we don't have the full story, but, like, the way it's told, you know, it, you know, by today's Sanders doesn't seem that great. Yeah. I, w- I, I think I've said this before. I read a, a new translation by, you know, Maria Headley. Mm-hmm. She did a new translation, and it's so fucking good. It's like... It's like if you never read Beowulf or you've read it and you didn't like it, read this because it like it makes it so much more accessible and like it still seems like high fucking art. It's all so right, fucking right, good. Because yeah. I remember reading like that one like what Penguin Books version that's a Beowulf from like in high school. Yeah. I, it, it, it's the one that, I'm. If you all you book readers out there. You might recognize it's the cover of it's the back shot of a person's head in, in chainmail and like a oh yeah yeah it's yeah. that version oh okay and I remember like reading it in classes like and like really having to pay attention because it's because the version they had it was technically modern language but still it was very archaic even still and it's like having to like really decipher what they're saying yeah that that was what i liked about this is that she just she just says she says fucking she says bro she says fuck she says <laughs> shit she says oh hell yeah she says bitch she says hashtag in it as well oh, which God. is like really fucking modern it's like <laughs> ba- but, can I get beowulf, it? but with cell phones but just cell phones that's the only modern but it's just it's just like beowulf can i get a poggers in chat for grendel but, but it's so fucking funny because <laughs> hypers in chat if you would fuck this dragon because it was like the way like Grendel's it, mom hot or nah it really fucking flows and it like it rhymes you know like I mean because it's a rhythm you know an epic but like it just really fucking feels like like pounding your chest fucking punk rock kind of song it's so fucking good and um and I re- the reason I say like you know it's accessible but it's still like high art because I think in my one of my reviews for it I was like it's not that scholarly academic bullshit but I'm like but the translator I'm like she's a scholar she's an academic like this is very much you know like you have to have like a a, a high level of expertise to translate something yeah and like she did and then that take that and distill it into like a, a very like an easily accessible way exactly and like t- giving it its own kind of like twist like not twist but like kind of like your own take on it and i'm like like this is this, you know this is very much like an easier read and so much more better in my opinion than any of the fucking translations that are out there like it, it's so good i highly recommend it. it and it's such a it's such a pretty cover too fun fun time i, w- and I also will say too dialogue the right dialogue you know it was taken from the story as well but it's own added to it in the green knight that's how you fucking do dialogue. Not like old, but that's how you do fucking dialogue. And the dialogue was kind of, it was more than bad in Snake Eyes, but you know. But yeah, so fun, fun triple movie night. I feel like you had a nice trajectory going from old to Snake Eyes to Green Knight. It was good. Like you saw like the weakest one first and you saved the best for last. Yeah, exactly. It was great. It was a great time. I recommend anybody to do it. Get, you know, if you can, get 
A-list, Stubbs A-list, AMC, and see whatever movie, three movies you want a week for free. Yeah, and Wenzel definitely wasn't paid money to make that. I <laughs> definitely was not paid money. Uh, if anything, he lost money. I did lose money, uh, and Tanner lost some money. Yeah, <laughs> but you, but well, what you gained was a fantastic cinematic experience. Exactly, and a fun time with Tanner, you know. Piece of shit. All right, you don't have to lie. He's not here. To- okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Great time, great time. As much as Wendell enjoyed his cinematic experience, we hope you enjoyed this podcast experience. It was a nice, easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl of an episode. Yeah. And uh, we enjoyed talking and hope you enjoyed listening. So thank you all for participating today. You can follow us wherever podcasts are found. And, but now you can find us on Anchor young up-and-coming podcast streaming site we're now officially on anchor so we're sailors yup i got pirates hey i mean if if you pirate this show we don't make any money anyway so it doesn't matter we're not losing anything (laughs) but anyway uh thank you check us out there on our our new home on anchor and plus wherever podcasts are found that's soundcloud apple Podcasts, spotify overcast Wherever you like to listen, I'm sure we're there. And be sure to like, rate, and subscribe, and all those platforms helps us out, keeps <laughs> us visible, puts us in front of new people, and we always appreciate you when you listen. You can follow us on our socials on Twitter and Instagram at AYSH Podcast, Letterboxd and Facebook at All You Hear, Twitch at twitch.tv slash All You Can Hear, and YouTube as well at All You Can Hear. If you're listening to this the week it comes out, um, be sure to check out uh, our sister shows. Uh, on the network, because we are technically a network now. On Tuesday, April 3rd, you can listen to the very first official episode of Tanner's spinoff show, The Late Takes, featuring myself, Wenzel, Colt, as we try uh, try some snacks and just get into a lot of uh, silly bullshit. Did you, did you say April 3rd? August 3rd. August 3rd. I, I Yeah. Okay. I thought I heard April, and I'm like, man, people are going to be confused. Yeah, they're going to jump back in time. They're like, where is it? No. Yeah, no. We, we we've been seeding this for a long time. Y'all just weren't paying attention. Yeah, exactly. But August story, you listen to this, the first official episode of the Late Takes. That's a, a lot of fun. Uh, recorded here, and the, the in the art house. And if you listen to this, and with our last week's episode of the summer anime review, you get the. God damn, that cricket got <laughs> that louder. That cricket moved. It moved to John's corner for some reason. Damn it. He's like, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Uh, that's kind of the sister companion because we recorded those both on the same day. Yeah. And then Thursday, August 5th, you can listen to the newest episode of Cajun Greatness where we talk about the underrated Martin Scorsese film starring Nicolas Cage, which is Bringing Out the Dead. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very much worth the time in that very... Dramatic and intense performance by a one Nicholas Cage. Okay, cool. And lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name in My Art on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. My name is Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter at J-O-N-I-I-B-O-I-24 and John on Sun 12 on Letterboxd. And there's a fucking cricket behind me. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. You can follow me, Wenzel, on Twitter at Wednesday Booking. Follow my art Instagram at Ward Wednesday. Check out my link tree with my goodreads and letterbox links i put reviews for books and movies there so check those out if you want to read them and go watch the green knight and also be be uh and look out for any crickets in your house because god damn it's so loud <laughs> anyway uh take care have a good night read chainsaw man yeah.